This is Kate Swoboda, creator of YourCourageousLife.com, director of the Courageous Living Coach Certification at TeamCLCC.com, and author of the book, The Courage Habit, which is available at booksellers and at Amazon. The Your Courageous Life podcast is all about going after what you want and creating and living a more courageous, emotionally resilient life. Might drop a couple of F-bombs, so maybe don't listen with your kids in the backseat of the car. And here we go with today's episode. Hello, hello, everybody. It's Kate Swoboda. Hi. Ah, love getting emails from people responding to episodes and um, people leaving ratings and iTunes and comments that are really lovely and wonderful. And I just want to give a little shout out to those of you who have recently left a rating or a comment and just say, thank you. And I appreciate you because every single time someone rates and leaves comments that helps other people to find this podcast. And that's ultimately what we want, right? We want people to get whatever help they are seeking and, Today's topic is definitely going to fall into that. Today's topic is on how to regulate emotions. And I'm thinking about this topic not from a perspective of what do you do if you have clinical depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, you know, things that are really in more of a need of an intervention of a therapist and that that level of support. Um, I I feel like... I don't want the world of coaching or the world of self-help in general to dance around emotions as if they are to be pathologized. So that's why I want to do an episode today on how to regulate emotion. And yet at the same time, if someone is needing far more help than a podcast episode can provide, I want you to have that help. I don't want you to think, oh yeah, got it, you know how to regulate emotion. Here it is. If you need more help, I want you to get that help. So um, it's always a little bit of a nuanced topic. And I don't know, I guess I just need to put a note in here real quick to say that as a podcaster slash human being, I often think that the world and the complexity of human experience is so nuanced and one episode cannot possibly encapsulate everything that could be said on this topic So always continue to learn and, of course, make sure that you're getting the help that you need to navigate your particular challenges. We all have challenges, and there is no shame and no harm in getting help for them. So, all right, how to regulate emotions. Let's dive into this a little bit. And and first, let's do even a little bit more clarification, you know, so that you can really understand what I mean when I talk about how to regulate emotions, because I am not going to talk today. I do not mean how to regulate emotions as in pretend not to feel the stuff that's difficult or just stay high vibration. Don't pay attention to the negative. Just think positive or probably the least helpful of all in my personal experience. I'm talking about my own life here. Oh, just stay calm. Calm down. Ah, is it like, is there anything more <laughs> aggravating than when you're really feeling stressed, annoyed, pissed off, sad, and someone's just like, you just need to think positive. Just calm down. Oh, yeah. It doesn't feel good to have someone telling you not to feel what you feel. <laughs> so 
We're, we're not talking about that, but what I will be talking about today is regulating emotions in terms of, you know, there's a point when an emotional state just isn't helpful. So that's what we're really getting into today. So if you want to know how to regulate emotions, first thing to know is that all these examples I just gave about don't feel the stuff that's difficult, just think positive, that's denial. And denial doesn't work. Pretending you don't feel what you actually feel, it doesn't work. Numbing out doesn't work. Only paying attention to what's positive, actually that probably would work, but as the saying goes, nice work if you can get it. You know, only paying attention to the positive, like really, truly, like you only pay attention to the positive, that is a skill. And if you have mastered that skill, you probably do not need to be here learning about how to regulate emotions, right? You know, you're probably good. So this is for the rest of us. And I consider myself to be in that rest of us camp. So here's what does work when it comes to how to regulate emotions. What does work is awareness practice. Awareness precedes regulation of emotion. And because I think this is one of the places where adults strive most often to regulate their emotions, I'm going to give a parenting example today. And this parenting example can apply if you have kids. This parenting example can apply if you don't have kids, but you just feel like you've got a lot of annoying, frustrating people around you who act like children, coworkers, family, in-laws, friends who are all into the drama. Like you probably with those people feel some stuff in response to that frustration and you're trying to regulate it. You're trying not to just like all over the place, right? So I'm going to give a parenting example to talk about how we can bring awareness to our lives and how awareness precedes regulation of emotion. So let's say that your kids are being totally annoying and you have resolved, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient. Let's just say that maybe you've got a four-year-old who is insisting on doing everything herself. And logically, you know as a parent that developmentally, that's a pretty normal thing for a four-year-old to be doing. And yet, you also notice that you feel like if you have to stand by the door for 10 minutes one more time waiting for her to button up her coat, you might have to take up day drinking as your new hobby because OMG, four-year-olds are slow with those buttons and when they do not want you to help and they're like about to lose it if you try to help one more time, it's, it's just like, ah. So let's use this example, awareness preceding emotional regulation. This is one of those moments when I think 99.9% of the people out there are going to go, yeah, I want to regulate my emotions here. I don't want to lose it on my four-year-old. So your work as your four-year-old fumbles very slowly with the buttons and gets one halfway in and then, oops, loses it. Got to start over. And yet you're standing there. You need to get out the door you trying to help four-year-olds like, I can do it. It's so cute how they say that. When it's not frustrating, it's very cute. I can do it. Your work as you wait is awareness. So you slow down and listen in to what's happening for you. 
that's your portal into awareness. Slowing down will require taking a few deep breaths. I also call this in my book, The Courage Habit, accessing the body. So you slow down, you take a deep breath in, out, and you notice, what do you feel? Slow down and listen to the thoughts. And the thoughts are probably saying something like, oh, this is taking forever. We need to go. We're going to be late. FFS, when is she going to be done? Oh, it's my fault. I should have gotten us started earlier. Of course I should have, but I didn't. And now we need to go. It always takes forever. Why won't she just let me do the damn buttons for her? We need to go. We're going to be late. Like that's probably what the thoughts sound like. And when you're aware of what you feel, I'm feeling rushed, I'm feeling stressed, I'm feeling agitated, feeling angry, and what the internal dialogue is, that's all the words, you've got enough information to start regulating. So now's the part where I talk about something pretty cool, neuroscience. I, I love <laughs> reading a geeky academic article, or, I mean, just really diving into neuroscience. Neuroscience, it, it's in the courage habit, but I tried to make it very practical and, and pragmatic. Um, neuroscience is the study of how the brain works. So it's the study of how the brain works both reductively in terms of reducing down to just this one part of the brain, here's what it's in charge of, this one other part of the brain, here's what's it, what it is in charge of, as well as how all those parts coordinate with one another and how that then impacts the ways that we think or behave or feel. Neuroscience has shown that most people think, behave, and feel in patterns. We learn how to think, behave, and feel based on first what we see modeled around us, like the family or society that we grew up in. And then it solidifies based on how we react to what we see modeled around us. Now, some people see dysfunction modeled for them when they're growing up and they decide that is not going to be me. And they end up living lives that are completely opposite to what they saw modeled. So they saw something modeled for them and they had a reaction to that. That's not going to be me. So for instance, someone who grew up in a household where people who were people were angry and yelled a lot might end up deciding as a reaction to what they saw modeled, I am not going to get angry. I am not going to yell a lot. Other people in reaction to what they see modeled end up taking on those behaviors themselves. They grow up to become angry and yellers. And of course, this does not have to be your destiny, if that is you. However you were raised or whatever you've experienced in the past, like your life right here, right now, you're the one in charge of it. Who gets to say who you are going to be? You do. You do. So let's look at that because, you know, talking about how to regulate emotion, this is this is an important thing because we so often respond or react based on how we feel. If it doesn't feel good, we go into X behavior. If it doesn't feel good, we go into Y behavior. We often respond more based on how we feel than what would be logical. So 
When someone takes on a pattern behavior consistently over time, it can rigidify. It becomes rigid, fixed into a habit. And once that has happened, to use this anger yelling thing as an example, to not react with anger feels strange, like something is amiss. The anger actually feels more comfortable and known. And that is because, let's go back to neuroscience, all the neural circuitry of the brain is accustomed to firing for anger, which means regulating that emotion will, at first, feel strange and discomforting. And then this is where things get tricky, because if you have habitually responded to things that don't feel good by going into anger, and then you're trying to change that pattern, but not going into the anger feels really strange and uncomfortable, then that is probably going to have your brain firing more anger to deal with all the strangeness. I will speak to this from personal experience. I grew up in a household where there was a lot of yelling. And as a result, I became very comfortable with anger. My default response when I am feeling impatient, my daughter's no longer four, but when she was, and she just had to get all those little buttons, was to feel angry. And I knew logically This is not a logical response. Developmentally, she's four. This is what four-year-olds do. They want to do things themselves. They're trying to individuate, get more independent. They're trying to learn skills. It's actually a good thing that she's trying to do these buttons herself, right? She's, She's trying to grow. It's a good thing. And yet, when I was trying to get out the house and it's like, oh, this is going to be 10 minutes. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Like we're running late. You know, I'd start going into the anger. And to not go into the anger at those moments felt weird. Even though logically I know that not going into the anger is better for my emotional health. It's better for my relationship with my daughter. It's better for on a cellular level. I know all that, but it was more comfortable to go into the anger. So this is why emotion regulation can be really helpful. And so in these sorts of moments, whatever your emotion is that you're trying to regulate, maybe it's like going into overwhelm, going into sadness, go, you know, whatever that is, just understand that the neural circuitry of your brain knows what it knows and it likes what it's used to. And at first it's going to feel strange, which is why let's come back here to awareness, awareness of what you feel and what you're thinking is what you need in those moments. Let me break it down one more time because I think this stuff, when it runs on autopilot, you hear it once and you're like, okay, yeah, I got it. Ish. I'll do that next time. But it's like, no, really think of an emotional state that you would like to regulate, not getting triggered by blah, 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 annoying person. Not getting upset when things don't go according to plan. Not trying to control things. Not spinning into overwhelm when you're trying to write your book or create your business. Awareness of what you feel. Awareness of what you're thinking. So to go back to this example of, you know, waiting for a four-year-old to get the buttons with those tiny little fingers. Awareness of what you feel. I feel angry. I feel impatient. Awareness of what you're thinking. Ah, I wish you'd hurry up. We're running late. Ah. The awareness itself, if you will just take that one step, 
that's a huge piece of the puzzle. With awareness, you get out of reaction mode where that angry loop or overwhelm loop or sadness loop or frustration loop, whatever it would be, would just keep running over and over. You slow down. Clearer thinking can come back online. And then that puts you in a position to ask yourself, what do I want to do with what I think and feel? So let's say, you know, you feel angry. You can relate to my example here about being patient with small kids. What do you want to do with that? You're feeling angry, frustrated. What do you want to do with that? Do you want to take more deep breaths? Do you want to just decide, look, this time I got to do the buttons myself? Do you want to skip the coat entirely? Do you want to load your kid into the car and say, look, you can do the buttons in the car? Do you want to focus on gratitude? That was always my go-to. Okay, okay, slow down, take a deep breath, Kate. Like, how great is it that eventually with practice, she's going to get better and better at those buttons. That's what I would do. You're thinking things. That's, that's what do you want to do with what you feel? And now let's get to what do you want to do with what you're thinking? So if you're thinking things like, oh, I wish I'd hurry up or running late, or, what do you want to do with that? Do you want to remind yourself this isn't helpful? These thoughts aren't helpful. They're not productive at solving the problem of lateness. Do you want to make a decision? You know what? From now on, we're always going to head out the door 10 minutes earlier than usual. Do you want to just stand there for the 10 minutes, be late today, and then go, you know what? I think every single day this week at a moment when I don't have to get out the door, I am just going to sit this kid down and we are going to do a serious set of practice rounds of, of buttons. That's what we're going to do. Maybe it's time to get a coat with a zipper. There are a lot of options for what you can do with what you feel, what you can do with what you think. Emotion regulation starts with awareness of what it is that you even want to regulate. Just telling yourself, I got to calm down without first bringing in awareness, isn't going to work. It'll probably feel like gritting your teeth and suffering through the emotions rather than consciously and intentionally getting grounded so that you can regulate the emotions. The more awareness you bring, the more you are empowered to decide. Remember, you choose. You decide. It's your life. You get to decide who you want to be, regardless of circumstances. And if you don't consciously decide who it is you want to be, you know, your, your four-year-old is going to learn their buttons, and then there's going to be something else that you're annoyed about. So rather than just kind of careening through life, bumping up against the sides of things, ah, I'm annoyed, I'm going to go over here, ah, I'm annoyed, I'm going to go over here, how about you... Learn to deal with what you're bumping up against. When we've spent a long time with a certain emotional state, especially one that feels big and difficult to control, how to regulate emotions feels like a really strange concept, maybe even an impossible one. But with time and awareness, you can figure out how to regulate emotion so that you authentically feel what's real 
It's not about trying to bypass the emotion. Feel what's real without letting it control you. And as is typical of a life coach, which I am and proud, I'm going to give you a practice. And the practice that I'd like to invite you into is one of deciding that for the next 24 hours, you're going to pick one emotion that you want to regulate. And you're going to bring your attention to how you feel and what you're thinking. And then ask yourself, what do I want to do with what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking? You don't even have to do any of the things. Just tap into the power of awareness. I think you're going to be pretty happy with what you, uh, what you see emerging because wow, it is powerful to start getting aware and going, you know what? I'm not stuck in this. There's an opportunity here for me to choose who I want to be and I'm going to choose it. All right. That's today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You know, you can continue the work and the fun if you want to. Head on over to yourcourageouslife.com forward slash begin and become a Your Courageous Life subscriber because as soon as you sign up, you get access to an entire library of worksheets and audios and other bonuses. And of course, you'll be receiving more courage in your inbox and who wouldn't love that? You can learn more about the Courageous Living Coach Certification at teamclcc.com. You can get the Courage Habit at your local bookseller, on Amazon, wherever you like. We can even connect on social media. I'm on Facebook at Your Courageous Life. So look for facebook.com forward slash Your Courageous Life. And I'm on Instagram as Kate Courageous. And I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. So here's to you using these courageous tools in your life and creating a real ripple effect of good. And again, thanks so much for listening. I love it that you're here.